Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we are venturing outside the Buckeye bubble and heading up to South Bend, Indiana, where you will hear from Notre Dame Fighting Irish head football coach and former Buckeye Marcus Freeman, along with starting quarterback Sam Hartman. Freeman does admit that last season, because it was the first game not only of his tenure, but of the 2022 campaign, he wasn't 100% sure what his team's identity was. So he took the air out of the ball a bit and tried to sit on it to keep the ball away from Ohio State's prolific offense. However, playing Ohio State this year as Notre Dame's fifth game of the season since they played in Week 0, he has a much better understanding as to what his offense and defense are capable of heading into this primetime marquee matchup. Quarterback Sam Hartman, who transferred from Wake Forest during the offseason, discusses how this game matches up with some of the bigger games that he played in the ACC, and both of them take stock of what Ohio State will be bringing to Notre Dame Stadium this weekend. Now, before we get into that audio, if you're finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you hear your podcasts. There are still some negative reviews from years ago when we had much different hosts and much different content that are dragging us down overall, and we would love to get those up based off of the daily news, commentary, and perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. All right, with all of that out of the way, here is Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman. Thank you. Um, 
they started off pretty well. So, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. Got some good news. So, um, you know, I, I wrote down, it's always great to be able to, to win and learn, right? And, and as you look at Saturday, we were able to do that. We were able to win, and and there's a lot of teaching plays that we'll be able to go over with our guys today. Um, and and as I told them, it's it's not victory that you're chasing. It's continuously trying to reach your full potential, and and that's what we have to continue to understand. Is like, what do we have to do to continue to reach our full potential as a group? Um, it wasn't perfect. We know that you guys watched the game, but um, it was really good to see us come into the locker room with a seven-point lead and then have the ability to go out there and finish the game 41-17 to and give up three points in the second half. And, and, and the second half wasn't perfect, but to finish the, the game to our standard um, and to finish the way we did, I was extremely proud of those guys. Defensively, um, you know, we did a really good job on third down. I think they were 3-13. of 13. Um, And then, um, again, past defense, they did a, a really good job, you know, and, and what we're doing, what we're, we're being able to do in our past defense is, is a toe coach going in, and it's been really good. Um, we got improved tackling. We know that. Can't miss tackles. And, um, you know, any penalty can hurt our team, right? We can't. We got to eliminate the penalties offensively. Uh, ran the ball really well, which opened up some things in the past game and took some shots and had some big explosive plays. And so that was really good to see. Um, again, you look at the two, uh, I think we had three holding penalties on offense and, and we know we can't do that, right? We know that's going to be drive killer. So we have to play with better technique and make sure that those things don't happen. Um, and then Special teams, the ability to have a 45-yard net um, is huge. You talk about the battle of field possession and um, two for three of field goals, and Spence made another one from 50. So, um, again, those are all positives. And so uh, the players of the game on offense was Audrick Estime. Uh, defense was Jack Kaiser. And then special teams was uh, Devin Ford. And uh, scout players of the week were on offense, Joe Odding. And uh, for the first time, we had the same guy win the defense and special uh, special teams player of the week, and that was uh, Micah Bell. And uh, I have to give a special shout-out to Obi uh, from Dunhall. I mean, that was uh, – he gets the fan of the game. Um, that was pretty cool to just see. You know, at first I didn't know what was going on, and then the crowd's cheering. I look up on the, the, the video board and see him, and uh, that was pretty cool, man. So uh, turning the page – Obviously, we have a great opponent coming in. Um, um, we're excited about, you know, the chance to go against a, a, a top-tier opponent for sure. And um, we're excited about just the atmosphere, um, the the experience that's going to be here with College Game Day and, and the Pat McAfee show and, and, you know, NBC. And, you know, we get to finally wear the green uniforms. So I, they talked me into wearing a green jacket today. And so uh, I said I'll wear it. Um, and so uh, we expect to see a lot of green in that stadium. And um, I think it's going to be a, a really cool opportunity, a great opportunity on Saturday night to, um, you know, play a great opponent in uh, Notre Dame Stadium. So, you know, we got to continue to focus on what it will take to have success on Saturday. And that's having a great Monday and um, making sure that we really focus on improving today and, and, and really staying focused on the present. And so, uh, um, and, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Ryan Day again. He's done an unbelievable job leading that program. Um, you know, I've told him every time I talk to him that, you know, he has just done a, a tremendous job of, of 
you know, really leading that program. So we know it's going to be a, a really good opponent with a great coaching staff, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So with that, I'll open up for questions. We'll start in the back on the platform with Matt Locke. Hey, Coach. The last time you played Ohio State, it was your head coaching debut, your return to the, uh, to the horseshoe, prime time, entire offseason of hype. How much different is it for you this time around, considering you had four games that you had to focus on before you even thought about Ohio State? Yeah, I think – there's a lot of different factors go into the differences, but but experience, right? You have a year under your belt. Um, it's not the first game of the year. Um, you know, you, you you've been able to develop an identity as a, a program um, with these first four games, and so um, it, it's a lot different than than what it was last year, being the first game of you know that season for me um, in in the first game of the year. And uh, with your good news that you got, uh, how did you find out? I think most of us saw the tweet from him. Did you get a FaceTime? With, did you have to wait for everybody else? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we'll go to second row on your right uh, middle, Chuck Freebie. I do not have a good news question. I have a bad news question, and that is the tackling and the penalties. What do you do this week to improve in those areas? You mentioned a focus on technique. What kind of practice drills or what kinds of things do you do as a coaching staff to change that? You know, I think we, we've worked tremendous on tra on tackling. And and there's an element of safety that you, you can't tackle live in, in, in practice. You, you can do drills and we'll do drills. You know, the reality is we missed, I think, three tackles on the one drive that they scored a touchdown. Really, for the rest of the game, they did a good job. Um, I think we had one or two missed tackles after that. But the three missed tackles on the one drive that leads to a touchdown is what you can't have, you know. And, they're good too, right? You're going to miss tackles. That's part of the game of football, but you have to continue to show them how to improve at that and, and really work on it in practice, right, without going live. And then as far as the penalties, right, again, as I said after the game, is it a selfish penalty or is it a fundamental penalty, right? And, and you know, Riley's penalty can't happen. He's got to be smart. He is. He knew right after he did it he was smart now. But, you know, Josh Burnham, he's turning run to the ball. He was like, Coach, I was just turning running the ball, and I, I didn't know that was the quarterback. I just hit whoever I saw, you know, and I'm running to the ball. The 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 holdings on offense have to – those are fundamentals that we got to keep working. We have bad technique that can lead to a, a penalty, you know. And so um, we just have to continue to keep working on the fundamentals and playing with good technique, and, and that should eliminate um, some of those penalties. And with all of his experience, Sam has never played in a game with this kind of hype – how do you guide him through this week since at least you've coached in a couple of them? Uh, he's going to be, you guys are going to spend some time with him, but I think in his mind he has played in games like this. Um, he's played in some big games at Wake Forest, and this moment won't be too big for Sam. You know, he, he, year six for him. Um, I have a lot of confidence that he'll be um, well prepared, and the moment won't be too big for him at all. Down in front on the right, John Brace. Hey, Marcus, you spoke Saturday about the drift, and that's sort of a continuing theme for you over the course of this season. You talked about keeping the players locked in. What about for you personally and maybe the coaches? How do you guys embrace not falling to the drift? Yeah, I think it's the same thing for you and for everybody else in this room. We all, it's human element to, to think about the future, think about the past, right? That's, that's what's natural, right? But that doesn't help you do your job and doesn't help me do my job, right? It helps me prepare. As you look at the future and what we have upcoming, but in order to make sure you accomplish a task, you're most prepared for whatever you have upcoming, you got to stay in the moment and you have to prepare and, and win these moments. Because if you're not present, 
then you're wasting time. You're, you're, if you're mentally not here, you're physically not here, right? And, and so um, that, that's a challenge for every individual in our program. I think that's a great challenge for everybody in life is that do not think too far into the past and too far into the future um, because you have to make sure you take care of what's going on right now. Do you have any tactics that you lean on in that yep. regard? And then also yep. um, your, your commitment to special teams. Several guys have talked about you still have fifth and sixth year seniors starting on some special teams. And it's just how important is that? What kind of message does it send roster wide? Yeah, it's it's um, for me, you know, to catch yourself. The, the, the tactic is to catch yourself drifting. Right. And and when you're not in the present, it, if you can catch yourself not in the moment, and, and get yourself refocused. That's the most important thing, um, and that's what I try to do. Um, as far as special teams, it's so important, right? And and, and um, I make sure our whole entire program understands how important it is. We will put our best players on special teams, and uh, I want every person in our program to understand that, you know. And so that best player might not be a might not be a starter, right? We loop Talich out there, and you see some other guys doing some really good things, but the best players on our team will be on special teams. Third row on your left, uh, Tim Priester. It seems that every time you play a home game, you're not exactly sure who you're going to get at quarterback I, I, uh, with your with Tennessee State and Central Michigan. But I would imagine McCord starts, but Brown has played. What are you uh, What are you considering with those two styles of, of quarterbacks in addition to playing against a first-time offensive coordinator? Yeah. Um, you know, you've seen their offense – kind of evolved over the first three games and, and um, it's explosive. You see a lot of tempo. Um, you know, I, I think I've seen more tempo recently, uh, but, but this, they have playmakers. They can run the ball. Um, they, they got a stable of running backs uh, that, that truly can, can do some things in a run game. As far as the quarterback, you know, we, we plan on seeing McCord, right? We, we think he's named the starter and that's who we plan on seeing. But well, you have to have a plan. You know, you have to have a plan for anybody you might see. Same thing that happened last Saturday. So, um, you know, I still think their offense is very similar no matter who's at quarterback. Um, you know, and so we'll, we'll have a plan for, for both guys, but it's really not going to change based off who's in at the game. Is it, is it similar no matter who the coordinator is? Yeah, I think, you know, um, I'm sure Coach Day is – is extremely involved with their offense, you know, and, and um, Heartline's done a great job. And so, uh, again, they, they, they find ways to be innovative, right? You can look at as far back as since Ryan Day's been at Ohio State till now, it's a very innovative offense that, that will find different ways to get their playmakers the ball. And to me, it all starts with, with the run game, right? They, they want to run the ball. And, um, very similar mindset that I have, right, is the ability to run the ball will create openings in the pass game, and, and, and that's what I've, I've seen on field. Everybody hears a lot of great things about their defensive end, number 44. Could you describe him and just the defensive line in general at Ohio State on a yearly basis? It's impressive. They got, they got guys, and it's deep, and um, they rotate a lot of guys in there. And so uh, 44 is an impressive football player. He's big, he's powerful, um, explosive, all those big words that, that you like to say about your D lineman. He, he's, he's got a lot of those traits, but um, they got a bunch of guys that are, are really um, disruptive. So uh, we have to be good up front. We got to make sure we're good at the line of scrimmage. Front row, far right, Eric Hansen. Hey, Coach. I'm going to ask you about injury, injury status, and I'll go through them one at a time. How's yep. that? 
Okay, J.D. Bertrand with the concussion. He'll be back. Okay, Mitchell Evans. Uh, he's a little behind J.D., but I expect him back by Saturday. D.J. Brown. He'll be back. Eli Reardon. No, not yet. Gabe Rubio. He will start practicing Tuesday, so expect him, if, if all goes well this week, to be able to go on Saturday. Okay, and then I also, you know, from the Ohio State game the first time, not from the hype standpoint, but from your cornerback standpoint, that was a really interesting from where they were in that game to where they are now. What what do you think that they got from that experience, especially Ben Morrison and Mickey and, and those guys? And I also wondered if uh, there's room on the D-line rotation for Obi. <laughs> Um, shoot, there might be there might be a place for him because he provides a lot of energy uh, for sure. But you know, you look back to that game and the playmakers Ohio State has it wide out. A lot of them are back, um, you know, and so that was a way for our guys in the first game of the year to measure themselves versus some of the best in the country. And so to where they are now, they've continued to grow and get better and better because of experience, because of the opportunity to continue to practice and to continue to build skill. And um, that's something that we have to continue to do, and it will never stop. Front row on your left, Jack Sobel. Marcus, uh, everyone talks about Harrison and, and Abuka. What what makes those two in conversations uh, in in combination so hard to defend? They're good players, man. Or I mean, you just gotta turn on the film. I mean, the, the Harrison's body type, skill set. Um, he's fast. He can go up and get the ball. He's a great route runner. Um, great hands. Well coached. I mean, Hartline's done a great job of developing that wideout room. Um, you know, year after year, they got first rounders and first rounders and. Uh, and Bouquet's the same way. You know, he's, a, again, a playmaker. More utilizing the slot. Um, dangerous returner, you know. So I go on and on, man. Those guys are, are good football players. And then up front, you said after the Central Michigan game, I need to watch the film to kind of evaluate the, the pass rush. What did you see there, and how important is it to get, is it going to be to get pressure with the front four this week? Yeah, it's, it's listen, like, I knew somebody was going to ask me about it, but, like, Sacks. Everybody keeps talking about sacks, sacks, sacks. I told Coach Golden, man, we're number one in the country in pass efficiency defense. And so that's the stat I'm worried about. I'm not worried about sacks. The pressure that we're getting is great. Like, sacks will come. And I don't want our players overly concerned about sacks because that that's an individual, truly individual stat. That really doesn't matter. Like, I want to be number one in pass efficiency defense. I don't know who's number one in sacks, but I want to be number one in pass efficiency defense. That's a great stat. And so they've been working and doing really well. And, you know, sacks are, are a result of a lot of different things, you know. But um, I, I was really happy with, with the way our defense performed in the pass game, um, you know, to, to limit that, that offense to what we did. It was really, really good. Pleased to see. Staying in the front row on your right, Pete Sampson. The game last year defensively, you guys did a good job playing sort of top down, but some of that also factored in how slow you played offensively. So it's interesting, like, does a complementary part of that change a little bit? But also, like, what can you take away from the defensive success last year that may still apply? Yeah, um, you know, I thought Coach Coach Golden and, and the defensive staff had a great game plan last year and, and um, really did a good job of, of executing it you know, for the first game of the year, trying to figure out who we were defensively. Um, yeah, and part of that, the, the mindset going in that game was was trying to control the ball as long as we could, right, limit their offensive possessions. 
you know, and, and again, it's still got to be complimentary football as we go into this Saturday, but um, I don't want to play not to lose. Right? I don't want to play that way. I want our guys to be aggressive and our guys to be attacking. And so um, we will play complimentary football, but our objective isn't just to, to hold the ball and huddle every single play, um, kind of what my mindset probably was last year. Uh, you weren't here for the Georgia game in 17, certainly not for the Nebraska game in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, but you were here for Cincinnati um, when there was a lot of red in the stadium. But how much does that actually matter? Um, I mean, you see it probably pregame, not at all in game, yeah. but just in terms of the optics of it, you know, what it says sort of about the program. Yeah, we want to see a lot of green in here. That's the, the cool thing about Saturday is, is we got green jerseys, and um, I don't know if they're calling it a green out, but we want to see a lot of green. And, and I think our players notice it and appreciate that, um, especially pregame, as you just said. Uh, we want to make sure there's as many Notre Dame fans as we can. And uh, I think they're doing some cool things uh, for the fan experience. And so I encourage our fans, man, make sure that you guys are here and, and let's get as much green in this stadium as we can. Down in front on the left, Tyler Horka. Well, I just kind of want to dive into more of what Pete was asking, but specifically from the offensive perspective. You kind of just admitted that it was we want to take the ball away from Ohio State. How much different is that this year? you wanting the ball in your own offense's hands and is that a obviously sam hartman but b like what else goes into that where you think that you can go out and just play your game and win this game yeah i think going into last season you you had some questions on really what was our identity this is game one right what was our identity on offense similar this year game one you don't know until you face an opponent um but we know what we can do offensively after four games and and we're not going to go rapid speed now. I don't want to go up tempo and go as fast as we can. And, you know, it's complimentary football. And so the ability for our defense, what we want to do is make sure that, you know, we limit the big plays, right? We want them to have to truly drive down the field and we limit those big plays. And, and offensively, we want to have success. And we, we're not going to go, again, throw deep balls every play. Like, it's complimentary football, and we still want to win time of possession and those type of things that, that, that really factor into your success. Um, but the mindset is different because you know more about your team this year than you did last year for game one. And then Jack asked you about Ohio State's wide receivers, but I think an interest, interesting part of this game is Ohio State has some really good defensive backs, and this will probably be the best group that your wide receivers have seen. So how, how important is it for – Guys like Chris Tyree, Jaden Thomas, all those guys to just to get open and, and give Sam options. Yeah, I, I, I make sure I'll make sure to say I have a, a lot of confidence in our wide receivers and the work they put in, um, the the development Coach Stuckey has done with those guys um, to have young guys making plays, to have a converted running back making plays, Tobias, JT, Cozy, those guys are are all playing really well. And so um, I'm excited for those guys to get the opportunity to go out there Saturday and compete against some really good DBs. Third row on your right, Tim O'Malley. Coach, two personnel questions, actually. Uh, Saturday, you mentioned not looking ahead all week. I think one guy might have been Javante Jean-Baptiste. What is your message to him this week? How do you kind of rein, in, rein him in, but draw the line? Not draw the line, but understand that this is a special week for him. Yeah, uh, it... You know, I can't jump into his brain and know what's going on, but my message to him will be the same thing really to everybody else is don't worry about Saturday, worry about today. And um, and when we get to Saturday, worrying about doing your job and winning the interval every single play. That's, that's all that really matters. It does. 
not, nothing else truly matters if we want to have success and if he wants to have a successful game. You have a great Monday and, and you stay in the moment and then on Saturday you win the interval. And if you want to have a great outcome, that's what it's going to take, Javante. And, and so the constant reminder, because again, you're right, he, he was there last year, right? And he knows a lot of those guys. And so the ability to continue to remind him, this is what you need to keep telling yourself and this is what you knew, need to do to have success. Jason Onye certainly made the most of his, his snaps on Saturday. Where have you seen his growth and what, how does he help you most now and can it be a larger, in a larger sample size? Yeah, we said that after the game, uh, actually yesterday after watching film, he, he, this was the best I've seen Jason Onye play um, in an in a actual football game. And um, he's, he's earning more reps and we'll play him more because uh, he's doing some really good things on the football field. Third row on your left, Doug Maurice. How you doing, Doug? Hey, Marcus. In this game last year, Tyler Buckner was making his first start for you guys, and C.J. Stroud was back as a, as a year two starter for Ohio State. Now you have Sam with all this experience, and Kyle McCord is just in game two as the fully named starter for Ohio State. Just in general, how much do you think quarterback experience, right, in a talent matchup like this, in a big game like this, how much do you think that factors in? Yeah, I'll speak on our guy. Like, he's played in big games and big moments and and again I think his mindset the ability to go out there and have the right mindset for him to have success right and that's what what I'm most excited for is the experience he has he knows Sam Hartman knows this is about him going out there and and going through his checklist and and executing the things he needs to go through to have success Um, when you haven't done that you know, I'm sure it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more difficult. And so, um, you know, obviously I, I'm, I feel great having a, a quarterback that's had some of that big game experience and just football, college football experience that, that Sam has had. And just with the talent and the experience on your offensive line, just with what you guys want to do offensively, whether it's play action, deep shots, or just the way you guys run the ball, just what does it do for you maybe when you have such belief in your offensive line the way you guys seem to clearly have? Yeah, I think it does a lot because, you you know, you have a a strong belief that that those guys, you you can run the ball behind our offensive line. And, And as I've said, if we want to have success on offense, you have to be able to run the ball. And I know Sam has, has done a great job at throwing the ball around, but it's still created off of being able to run the ball and protect the quarterback, right? We're going to have to protect the quarterback this week. And um, it's a great challenge for our guys. But the the first thing I might have said in my opening press conference is that we're going to be an O-line, D-line driven program. And um, our O-line has uh, really done a tremendous job of, of really playing at a high standard. We'll go to the back <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, with the cameras far right, Matt Freeman. Marcus, Chris Tyree was recruited to Notre Dame to make big plays. He's doing that at receiver now. What have you seen from his development to allow him to find that consistency? Yeah, a lot of work. He works at it. He works tirelessly at it. And uh, when you change positions uh, from a position you've done your entire, probably your entire life, I don't know if he played wide receiver in high school, um, you have to put the work in. And um, that's what you've seen him do. And, you know, it's great to see him make that big catch um, on Saturday. We'll go back to your left, second row, Sean Styers. Hey, Marcus. Um, after the game the other night, you, you referenced not quite reaching your full potential yet through four games. So you go into a game like this, obviously the stakes are a lot bigger. So what gives you the confidence that 
your team can reach the full potential against the best opponent you've seen to date? Um, what gives me the confidence? Uh, you know, I hope the the week of practice will give me that confidence. You know, and and you know, really focusing on doing my job and being clear on my assignment, and then going out there and doing it Saturday. Um, I, I use that term "reach your full potential" because I'm trying to make sure our program, myself, are not outcome driven, right? And and you all evaluate us on our outcomes. That's what, that's that's what you're supposed to do. But us worrying about that does not help us have success. And so, if we continue to focus on our only jobs, reach our full potential. How do we do that? As we continue to win the interval, how do we win the interval? We we we, we stay in the moment. We win the day. We practice. We practice with intentionality. That's that's what I want our focus to be is micro focused on today, this moment, being present, having a great practice to getting to Saturday. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing. I know how I'm doing it so I can play with velocity. And then at the end of the game, we say, did we reach our full potential? Did, did we con reach our full potential? The outcome is the outcome, right? But I don't want them to be outcome driven because if you are, you walk off the field 41-17, you feel really good. But if you if you really evaluate the film, you say, oh, "Man, there's a lot of room to get better," and that's what I want our whole program, the mindset, to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. Next up to the podium is Irish quarterback Sam Hartman. We've got quarterback Sam Hartman coming to the podium now. We are not going to do an opening statement, so we'll open it up for questions. So go ahead and raise your hand if you've got a question. All right, we'll start down in front. Um, Tyler Horka. Sam Marcus was just in here talking about how many football games you've played, obviously. Does this feel like the biggest one, or where does it rank for you? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a big game. Um, obviously, you know, any game, college game day, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, I think it's huge opportunity for us as a, as a program and as a team, um, you know, to go out there and, and show what we got. And um, obviously a really challenging opponent, a historically um, great pro opponent, great football program, um, and another, and like ourselves, as a great uh, football university. So I think it's just a class of two football greats that growing up, you know, you, you kind of think about and, and look at those games of, you know, Ohio State and all the other big ones that you're like, you know, that, that'd be a cool game to play in. And so... Um, it's exciting. Um, it is a big game. I think to shy away from that is, is foolish, but um, I think it's it's going to be, like every week, is it going to be about us executing at the highest level and, and like Coach Wien probably already said, reaching our full potential. You kind of alluded to it there as well, but didn't grow up in this part of the country, so I'm just curious what it means for you to, to be a part of something like this, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I think it's only the seventh time these two teams have played each other. Um, I mean, I think it's just big. Um, you know, big for the university, big for the, the our team in, in this season. Um, obviously, the the road to, to the finish line leads through, um, you know, this game and, and really every game for us. Um, but obviously, it's a it's a big challenge. Um, it's going to be um, a huge crowd, a huge huge ordeal here with college game day, um, everything included. But we're going to you know try and keep our blinders mind blinders on as much as we can and um, understand that it's just going to be. Uh, you know, one play, one life. Second row on your far right, Tom Noy. Sam, you've talked about the reasons of being at Notre Dame for a sixth season, but to flip it 
maybe Notre Dame needs you here to play and win a game like you're going to play in on Saturday. So how how do you stay in just being Sam Hartman and not having to be Superman in, in what you're going to face on Saturday night? Um, I mean, I think it starts, uh, you know, with the confidence in our coaches, our confidence in, um, in the schemes that we're going to get into and then in the players around me. I think, um, you know, we have an unbelievable O-line uh, that I have a lot of confidence in. Um, our running backs have been all been playing incredibly well. Tight ends have been doing great. And outside, I mean, we showed we have some explosive capabilities and the ability to, you know, spread the ball around when you need to and be able to run the ball when we can. So that, that's really where it is. And in our defense, we've been playing a lot of complimentary football. Um, you know, you look at the NC State game, there's times where we get shut out or they let up a score and we kind of bounce back off each other. So, um, you know, it's always going to be about doing my job as, as the best I can do, and, and the plays are going to come when they need to be. But um, it's a lot of it's just the trust, the trust and belief that, you know, everybody around me is doing their job, which they've been doing all year and we've been doing since the spring. Um, so it's, it's just exciting. It's an exciting opportunity to go out as a team and, and play a, a complete game. This week's already different for you because you're standing here talking to us on a, on a Monday. On a regular Monday, 12.30, what would you be doing instead of being here? Uh, probably eating lunch. Um, you know, I think it's pretty, 12.30 is probably lunchtime. Um, so probably eating lunch. Had to eat that pretty quickly. Um, but then we're back. I got a lift um, like 1.30, and then we're in team meetings and, and then practice from there. And then, um, you know, late watching film, studying, getting ready for the game. Third row on your far left, Doug Maurice. Hey, Sam, this is, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of questions like this, but when you have the experience you have, just how do you feel it tangibly comes out compared to when you were a young quarterback playing in games like this? What, 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 how does it actually help you once the game starts? I mean, I think you feel all the same emotions because you want to succeed, you want to play well, and I think that's, um, you know, everyone in this room, when you have a big due date or a big big important deadline to hit you know you feel the nerves you feel the excitement you feel whatever you feel um and a lot of it's just uh, the want to to be the best to have success and, and prove um people right or wrong in whatever regard and um I mean I think my you know again it's a lot of it just revolves around the confidence I have walking into the Goog um with the people that are around me starting with coach Freeman down to the very bottom um, I think that's that's where I find it, and so that's kind of what I rely on. I mean, I think experience is experience, but, I mean, every play you play is going to be different than the last, and so it's just going to be about trusting the guys around me and, and, you know, knowing that the support group around me is, is really, really talented, and, and they believe in me and I believe in them. I know it's early in the week, but do you have an early read on the Ohio State defense, Jim Knowles as a second-year coordinator there, what he likes to do? I mean, I think it just starts with them as, as their kind of uh, quarterbacks of their defense, the linebacking cores, um, you know, two really stout players that have played a lot of football. Um, obviously, it really just encompasses, encompasses their front seven. Um, you know, a lot of experience, a lot of talent there, and their secondaries, again, brought back a lot of guys from last year that are all extremely talented. And so, um, you know, we know we have a challenge on our hand, and, um, you know, they, they do a lot of things up front, very multiple, and so... Um, again, you know, going into this game, it's going to be a, a battle for all four quarters, and they're going to bring it, and they got a lot of experience as well. So, um, you know, it's an exciting challenge, but not something that we're going to take lightly. Second row on your right, Mike Bernardino. Hey, Sam. Um, you've played uh, in a number of games, I guess, uh, against ranked teams, but is there a particular tough outing against a ranked team? Maybe I'm thinking Pitt. Um, 
maybe I'm thinking of Wisconsin, but um, where the failure or you know falling short of what you hope to do is something you can plug into this week and make it better. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what the question is there, but well, I mean, um, learning from failure or personal. Yeah, disappointment. I mean, I think I think yeah, we all have tough games and we all have um, tough losses. I don't think I think. Wisconsin was probably we were both like four and five at that point, so yeah, not very ranked. ranked yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all about just again one play, one life um, mentality, and just being able to you know bounce back from bad plays, good plays. I think the the guys around me and the guys up front are all really good at keeping me up and, and keeping me clean, and um, you know just the bounce back, one play, one life mentality is probably all I got there. And then you, you kind of segued into it, Steve's. Is is an is an actual word. I didn't know that till you got here, and it, and it something you seem to identify with. Uh, it, who gave that to you? Who pinned that to you? Why does it work for you? How can it help everyone around you? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, you know something I got when I was young at Wake, um, just kind of like a style with ease type deal that um, a, a flow, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I mean, I think everybody's different in their own way. Um, it's not something I completely uh have sold out to but it's just something that is a easy tagline for me that um you know there was guy there was a 10 before me at wake so nobody called me 10 and there was already sam on the team so they had to create something else so that's probably the root of it sorry second row middle right um sorry middle left dan ernst sam after the game on the field uh you said be early be loud and be rowdy Notre Dame has done a great job of um, having a green jersey game. It's going to be loud, but they're also doing these LED wristbands so that every single person in the crowd that puts one on, you're going to know exactly where they are and you can feel them. I'm just curious, have you ever been to a concert? Have you ever seen any of these uh, sort of videos? It seems to me that uh, there might be some red in the stadium this weekend, but those lights might drown out that red. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been incredible to be a part of. You know, post-game post is probably the coolest part for us. Um, sometimes you can, you know, be out there and not even realize um, until the game's over and you look up and um, you're like, wow, the, you know, the entire student section is still here. The entire fan base is still here. And I think it started in Ireland um, where, you you know, for myself being new, um, felt, you know, the impact of, of the Irish nation and Irish fans, just the, you know, global uh, effect of um, traveling across the country and then, you know, coming for the first home game and now having the second and coming into our third you know, we know it's, we have, you know, it's, that was two of six was yesterday and we got, this will be three of six. And so um, we're, we're really excited and, and really um, appreciative of the support that we have and the support that we receive. We know, um, you know, it takes money to get here. It takes money to come up and travel. It's not easy to get in the stadium. It's not easy leaving the stadium. So um, the support is, is incredible and I'm definitely excited to see, you know, what it's all about on, at, a, at a night game, you know, haven't been to one of those, so. Down in front on your right, John Bryce. Sam, when we see you in here, you're really calm, polished, just sort of easygoing. You're kind of that way on the field, in the huddle, or in between plays. But when you make a big play, you're not afraid to, to celebrate or let some emotion out. How, how do you strike that balance? Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the, the celebration is just kind of that, um, the realization that those moments don't happen too often. Um, a lot of work gets put into what our, our team goes out there and does. And, and a lot of it's a part of our culture. We want to celebrate, you know, the good plays and, and understand that they're fleeting and the wins and 
um, are all very hard to come by. And so I think we, as a as an offensive unit and as a defensive unit as well, you can see on the tape. I mean, um, you know, the the pure joy and and happiness that it brings to go, you know, make a big play, go score a touchdown, and especially at home too. You know, you can hear the crowd and um, you know the thousands of people that are screaming. It's 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 a fun part and it's. Um, you know, good to sometimes let loose and, and then obviously be able to reel it back in is, is huge. And did it take you a while in your playing career to sort of allow yourself to embrace those moments? And then what allowed you to develop that early confidence that you referenced with Marcus Freeman and the other people in the Goog? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably more is just the ebbs and flows of it and being able to handle the, you know, ups and downs. Um, and then with Coach Freeman, I mean, I think, um, you know, you see the day in and day out of him and kind of how he you know, looks and can be perceived, but um, I think his just his number one thing is just his consistency every single day. Like I know every time I see Coach Freeman what I'm going to get, and that's huge. You know, in this day and age, it's very hard to know what's real and what's fake. Um, and as a head coach, to be in the spotlight that he's in and, and the and the pressure that's put on him, you know, it's um, you know be very easy for him to kind of come in and you know be all riled up or be. You know, tired from his six kids or whatever you want to call it, but he shows up every single day and is um, as persistent as I've ever seen. And um, you know, we're we're grateful as a as a team to have him. And then, um, you know, on the flip side, you know, he's you know always shows appreciation for our hard work and what we do for him. Third row on your left, Tim Priester. So, uh, this past Saturday, uh, Jason Garrett, the NBC analyst, said that you throw the deep ball as well as anybody that he's seen in a long time. Besides the hundreds and thousands of deep balls that you've thrown. What are some of the keys for you there, some of the checkpoints that makes sure that uh, allows you to make sure you're on point? I mean, it's really the guys getting open. I mean, I think they can all look pretty on air and, and look pretty, um, you know, off the hand. But if they're not caught, it's a lot of ooh and then nothing. Um, and so I think that it's really those guys getting separation and then um, the O-line protecting, right? Those plays don't take. They're not quick hitters. They're, you know, they're deep. Their deeper throws, guys got to get down the field. And so really those two um, components kind of mesh together and make it look really good. But you take out an O-line, I'm getting hit in the face before the ball gets thrown. There's no receiver running down the field wide open. Um, the ball doesn't, you know, it might get deflected. It, it's not there. So um, that's really what it, it's not. I mean, again, I, that's something you learn as a quarterback is, you know, a lot of people can – go back there and throw the ball really, really far. It's, you know, doing it with accuracy and then doing it with the guys around you that you're on the same page with from hours and hours of work in the offseason. And I know at one point you turned to the referee about the, the hit that you had on your left lower leg. I don't know specifically what it is, but did you did you speak with the official about that and where are you with your injury? Uh, I was no injury. Um, I mean, I think I was just curious because I didn't. I didn't really see the. You're not really looking down if that kid just went down straight. But um, after watching it, it was kind of just a, a pile up. So, um, you know, it is. It's football. It's a violent game. It's going to happen. Um, and so, I mean, it was. I'm just glad I'm got out of it healthy and and on to the next. Our last question will be second row, middle right, Chuck Freebie. Hey Sam. You mentioned receivers getting separation. They face a very good defensive backcourt in Ohio State. What can you do to help them get separation or throw into tight windows on Saturday? Um, I mean, I think it's all just going to be about execution. I mean, I think um, you know you can um, scheme up all the things you want. You can work on beat man coverage all you want, but if you know I don't execute, we don't execute. 
um, and just and just make make the plays work. At, at the end of the day, we kind of rely on that phrase as as whatever it is as it is. It's it's all about that, and um, you know we got to just go out there and execute. And they're going to get us. We're going to get them. It's just it's going to be a battle of wills and, and who wants it the most at the end of the day for four quarters. And you know if we can make enough plays um, at the end of the day, then then that's going to be that. And um, you know. As Coach Freeman's probably said 30 times in his interview, we're just trying to reach our full potential, and whatever that ends up, it ends up. What do you see as the full potential for this team? It's a great question. If I had a crystal ball, I'd let you know, but I don't, so we'll see. Good. All right, appreciate it. Go Irish.